You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual on today's podcast. Had a chance to catch up with Corner Canyon High School product Cody Hagan. Recently received an offer from BYU as a wide receiver prospect. Had a chance to speak with him about his recruitment process so far. Get his thoughts on the Cougars. We'll get to that conversation. We'll also talk about the transfer portal and BYU basketball. More updates flowing in each and every day as BYU continues to look at different prospects that are in the portal currently. And of course, we need to get to another great moment in BYU sports history. We're going to the 1980 Holiday Miracle Bowl as Jim McMahon and the Cougars engineered one of the greatest comebacks in college football history. So we'll get to all of that on today's edition of the podcast. It is brought to you today by our good friends at Postmates, as well as also our friends at Telechris Plasma Resources. We'll tell you what both of those companies are offering our listeners here in just a little bit. With that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is Locked on Cougars for April 29th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome on in. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know each and every day, as well as insider information that you will not find anywhere else. So if you're just finding us, make sure to hit that follow button on Spotify or the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. That way you never miss a daily episode. And those are just two examples. There's follow and subscribe buttons on various podcatchers all over Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Himalaya, regardless of wherever you're downloading this podcast. Make sure to follow along so you never miss a daily episode of the show. And thank you in advance for your continued support of the show. Starting off today's podcast, we're going to talk about one of the great moments in BYU sports history. Well, I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to let uh, people who are far more knowledgeable and are on hand for this tell you what happened. Here you go. That tells us how much time remains here at the third annual Holiday Bowl. Brigham Young has been here now for every one of these bowls. Lost to Navy the first one. Lost by one point to Indiana last year. Down by six now. Three seconds left. Third and ten at the SMU 41-yard line. McMahon all the way back in his own 46. Throwing for the end zone. Receivers are there. Defenders are there. on the clock. It's up in the air. It is deep. It is what? He caught him. He it's a touchdown. The SMU, the SMU players are frozen on the sideline. There you go, the play-by-play calls and reaction to BYU and their just absolutely improbable comeback victory in the Holiday Bowl in 1980 as BYU downed SMU 46-45. to 
just one of the craziest games in college football history. I don't think it gets its due nationally due to the fact that during this era, the Holiday Bowl, BYU went on to play in I don't know how many Holiday Bowls, but this is only the third Holiday Bowl ever. It pitted BYU, who was 11-1. They'd opened the season in a 25-21 upset against New Mexico, losing that game, and then reeled off 11 straight wins to win the WAC championship. And then they came into this game... Monster numbers. Jim McMahon uh, leading BYU and uh, leading the NCAA, excuse me, in total offense with an average of 535 yards per game, scoring 46.7 points per game. Kind of funny they scored 46 points to win this game, and also passing offense was just a shade over 400 yards, 409.8 passing yards during the regular season. Their opponents in this game, the formidable SMU Mustangs from the Southwestern Conference, Ron Meyer's team, featured what was called the Pony Express. They were led by two-star running backs in Craig James and Eric Dickerson. Both of them monster running backs, went on to careers in the NFL. Uh, Dickerson was with the Los Angeles Rams for years and the Colts, and then they just absolutely ran roughshod despite an 8-3 and overall record coming into this game. Still a monster, monster offense. They were ranked 19th in the game as BYU came into the game ranked 14th. So it was a top 20 matchup. And SMU, for what, 55 minutes of this game, looked like they had things under control. They scored a late touchdown to uh, pushed their lead to 20 points, 45 to 25, and then BYU engineered one of the greatest comebacks in college football history. Jim McMahon famously was yelling at fans in the stands not to leave. Uh, famously waved off the uh, the punt team on a fourth down. Uh, screamed at the coaching staff, saying, "You're going to let us have a chance to come back in this," and that's exactly what he did to get BYU back into this game. He threw a touchdown pass to Matt Braga. Then BYU recovered an onside kick. They moved down the field and scored on a touchdown run by Scott Phillips. That brought the game to 45-39. BYU's defense then forced the Mustangs to punt, and Bill Shiflin blocked the punt. And By the way, Bill Shiflin, one of the greatest defensive backs in BYU history. Uh, the discussion yesterday about only picking three of your greatest DBs in BYU history. Tom Homo, uh, the BYU athletic director, rightfully pointed out that Shiflin should have been on that list of you could pick of, of the nine guys guys of great BYU defensive backs that Shipflin should have been on that list and absolutely I agree that Bill Shiflin should have been on that, but he blocked the punt uh, to get BYU the ball back with 13 seconds left, and as you just heard, BYU took over at the 41-yard line, and then after two incomplete passes, McMahon launches that now famous Hail Mary. Clay Brown goes up, catches the pass, comes down with it. That ties the game at 45 apiece, and then BYU kicks the extra point. Uh, Kirk Gunther with the extra point to give BYU that miracle 46-45 victory. Easily one of the greatest moments in BYU sports history, one of the greatest comebacks in NCAA football history. I still don't get why uh, games like Doug Flutie, he had a great Hail Mary for Boston College. There's no doubt it was a great play, but it's celebrated more heavily than BYU's miracle victory here over SMU. For a team to rally with, I think it was just under five minutes remaining from a 20-point deficit and win a game 46-45, to it should be more celebrated nationally. But I know BYU fans, many of you listening to this show, probably were there in person. I know my father and my grandfather were at this game, and they actually had decided to leave the game. My grandpa was packing up, getting ready to go. My dad was outside what was then Jack Murphy Stadium. It's since uh, become, what, Qualcomm and now San Diego County Credit Union. It's still Jack Murphy. I'm 
I'm not even going to bother with that. Uh, it's still Jack Murphy Stadium. My dad was actually playing football outside the stadium when he started hearing roars, and he walked back in to watch this comeback take place. And he says it's just it's still one of the craziest things he's ever seen his in, in his entire life. In this game, uh, BYU so they, they scored the actually. So it was actually more than. Uh, less time than five minutes remaining. BYU scored their final 21 points in the final 233 of the game. Two minutes and 33 seconds. Jim McMahon uh, finished with 446 yards. He shared MVP game honors with Craig James from that game. Just incredible uh, to see what BYU did in this game. And I wasn't alive for it, but my dad was there for it and saw it happen with his own eyes. And he says, still just absolutely remarkable what BYU was able to engineer. Uh, the famous uh, telling off by Jim McMahon to tell the punt team to get their bleeps off the field. <laughs> will forever live on in BYU lore. Jim McMahon's a larger-than-life tell at this point in BYU sports history, BYU football history, but still, easily an easy pick for BYU in one of the greatest moments in college football history, so we wanted to start off today's podcast with that. We'll stay with the football vein of things. We're going to talk with a BYU, potential BYU wide receiver down the road. Cody Hagan from Corner Canyon High School in Draper, Utah, recently received an offer from BYU despite just being a sophomore in high school. What does that offer for mean to him. We'll get to that conversation here in just a second. Before we do that, though, do you need to take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends at Talacris Plasma Resources in Provo. They're a new sponsor here on Locked on Cougars, and we love having them on board. Uh, when I was a student at BYU, obviously many of you can relate to this. When you're a college student, you don't have a lot of money in your pocket. Well, I actually went to Talacris back in the day and got money for plasma donations, which is what Talacris is asking for everybody to do right now amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. Talacris, the plasma they collect goes into life-saving medications for people with low immune systems, as well as plasma therapy for burn victims and research into additional usages for plasma. Griffles, the parent company of Talacris, is actually actively researching how plasma can help combat COVID-19 right now. Their proposal was the only one selected by the FDA and BARDA for the treatment of COVID-19 using convalescent plasma and anti-SARS-CoV-2-2IG. So what you're doing, if you're donating with Talacris Plasma Resources, you're helping people out. That's the biggest thing you're doing. And they're going to compensate you financially for doing so. If you're a current donor, you can make up to $475 a month with Talacris Plasma Resources. It gets even better if you're a new donor. You could make up to $525 in your first month donating with Talacris Plasma Resources. Many people out there have been laid off. You've been furloughed. I've got multiple family members who have lost their jobs amidst the economic upheaval. Well, this is an opportunity to put some money back into your pocket. Go to Talacris Plasma Resources. They're located at 651 Columbia Lane in Provo. If you know where the Chick-fil-A is at, you know where Sweets Hawaiian Grill is at, you know exactly where I'm talking about. Just off Cougar Boulevard across State Street there, 5th West, you'll find... Uh, Talacris Plasma Resources. You can call them, find out more about what they're doing, 801-377-1243. They're open throughout the day. They open up at 5.30 a.m. and go until 8.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. They're open on Saturdays as well from 5.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturdays and closed on Sundays. 
It gives you some money in your pocket. You're helping out people in the community, maybe even those close to you. Calicris Plasma Resources wants your guys' donations, so go check them out. 651 Columbia Lane in Provo. Their phone number, 801-377-1243. And remember, they're compensating you financially. New donors up to $525 with your donations to Talaquis Plasma Resources. Big thank you to them for sponsoring us here on Locked on Cougars. Love having them on board. I encourage you guys, check out Talaquis Plasma Resources, a proud partner of Locked on Cougars. All right, guys, had a chance to catch up with Cody Hagen from Corner Canyon High School recently. He recently received an offer from BYU, and that last name sounds familiar, it should, because the Hagen name has become synonymous with excellent football at Corner Canyon, obviously state champions here in the state of Utah. Eric Kerr, the head coach there, has just put out prolific offense after prolific offense. And Cody Hagen, just a sophomore, put up monster, monster numbers during his sophomore season for the Chargers. He's looking to do even bigger and better things as a junior this coming fall hoping that we have football coming back on time, and there's no reason to doubt him. BYU recently rewarded him with a scholarship offer. It is his first offer at the FBS level, and I had a chance to speak with him about that. So without further ado, here you go, Cody Hagen with myself right here on Locked on Cougars. Pleased to welcome in now Cody Hagen, wide receiver at Corner Canyon High School. Cody, how are you today? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time. Let's start off here. You recently received an offer from Brigham Young University. What does that offer mean to you? You know, BYU has always been a top school in my mind. My mom went there, and so we have ties there. Um, It's close to home, and it's got a great fan base, so it's always nice. And um, Coach Klein, Coach Fessy have always been really kind to me, so I was so welcome there. So it's really... I was stoked to get it. Have uh, so is Kalani and uh, Fessy Sataki? They've they been kind of your main recruiters in this process so far. Uh, yeah, I would say before the down period hit, um, I was talking to Coach Fessy, but um, I would say for sure those two have been the the ones that recruited me. You're you're a member of the class of 2022, so you'll be a junior if I'm not mistaken this coming uh, school year, correct? Yeah, I'll okay. be a junior next year. So, obviously, a lot of guys, they don't see offers really pick up until their junior year. You're getting this as technically a sophomore. What does that mean to you? You know, um, I just think it means uh, Coach Klein and Coach Fessy just believe in me, and that you know makes me feel like welcome there. But um, getting it as a sophomore, I just feel like, I don't know, I've just been working for this, so it feels good to have the work pay off. You play in a pretty prolific offense there with Coach Kerr. Your older brother was the quarterback this past season. What about that system makes it so effective in your mind? Man, I mean, Coach Kerr is so awesome. Um, I think it really starts in the off season. Um, 6 a.m. listing every day, and the listing every day, we, get, we just bond because we're there at 6 in the morning. I mean, no one really wants to be there, but um, we list together. And, I mean, Coach Kerr's offense is just crazy. His play-calling ability is insane. And so, and so it's really, I mean, that's how it's done, you know? Yeah, so you play wide receiver. 
when you play wide receiver in that offense, it feels like you guys just essentially it's 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 just so much fun for you guys because you guys have option routes. You guys are running in high school that don't necessarily be, you don't see that at the high school level all the time. Uh, it seems like Coach Care gives you guys some freedom to do and express yourself on the field more than maybe some other coaches might. Do you agree with that? Yeah, um, we for sure have option routes, and it's nice because like if we see something out there on the field, we can look at Cole or this year our new quarterback Jackson Dart we can like look at him and be like hey hey um this guy is playing me inside I want to like like double my route and change it you know what I mean it's nice yeah absolutely uh what were your stats last year as a sophomore um I had about just under a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns and then I think about 50 or so catches, maybe a little more, or like 60 catches, I think. I can't remember the exact amount of catches, but that's about it. Well, regardless, that's very productive for being, what, your first, second year in high school playing at the varsity level, right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So... You played with your brother last year. He is now headed to, he's going to head out and play in the Ivy League. When you work with him, what has he done to kind of help you understand, okay, this is what you need to do to continue to develop as you get ready for the next level? You know, he's always been helping me throughout the process. When I first came in as a freshman, I mean, this offense is pretty tough to, like, pick up on. And so, I mean, him being so smart, he can, like, teach me, like, keys on remembering the offense. And, like, he always helped me. Like, if a safety is, like, playing you this way, he would always tell me, like, break on your out like this. I mean, he was always helping me, so he's definitely helped me to be prepared, for sure. Back to the conversation regarding BYU. You said your mom uh, went to BYU. I believe your dad, uh, did he go to the University of Utah? Am I, am I correct in that? Yeah, yeah. He okay. went and played football at Utah. Okay, so some split loyalties there. Where do you, where do you lie on the, in the rivalry? <laughs> I, I mean, I grew up a Utah fan just because my dad went there. But, yeah. I mean, BYU is definitely high on my list, and I definitely love to go there. So, no rivalry there. <laughs> All I was right. for BYU. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. What about BYU excites you? What do you like about the university itself? Well, for sure, I mean, the academic side, it's a great academic school. So, you get a good degree there. But um, I definitely love the coaches there, feel welcomed. And then one of the great things about BYU is it's so close to home. And I feel like that's definitely like a big plus. And they also have a great fan base. So You're listed at uh, six foot, 170 pounds. Am I correct in, in reading that off the internet? Is that right? Kind of where you're size-wise? Yeah, about six. Almost six one, like one seventy five, about yeah. Well, so you got good size for only being technically still a sophomore in high school. Do you feel like you can still develop and, and get bigger as you progress and play your final two years of high school football here? Oh yeah, I feel like I can for sure get bigger. I mean, last year to this year, just the off season, I gained about twelve pounds just from lifting, and I just feel like I could definitely put some more weight on. <laughs> get stronger do you feel like your uh, style as a wide receiver would fit in with what BYU is doing on offense yeah for sure um I watched their receivers and I feel like I could fit in playing slot there or wherever they really wanted me to play so 
Are there any receivers at BYU that you've seen recently that you kind of think, okay, that's the type of guy I am, or is there is there a comparison for yourself, I guess, at BYU? Hmm, I haven't really thought about that, but hmm, I mean, I like all the receivers, but I can't really pick one that would describe me the best, but I mean, they're all great, and so I just want to get up to their level eventually, so... Okay, let's expand that out. Is there a receiver maybe in college football or at the NFL level that you model your game after? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me think about that. A receiver that I model my game after. Well, when I was a kid, I always looked up, as anyone else did, to like Antonio Brown in the NFL, like a Julio Jones, but I don't have Julio's size, obviously. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like to be, I mean, Antonio is really fast, Brown, so... Maybe like him, trying to just be fast. Well, hey, a mixture of the two would be great, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. All right, well, Cody, uh, last thing for me here. Uh, w- when you have your conversations with Fessy, you mentioned the fact that it's kind of been, it's died down recently due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We all understand that. There's a recruiting dark period here. But yeah. when you've had those conversations with the coaches at BYU, what has been the feedback they've given you? Um, like feedback on my game? Or yeah, on your game. Yeah, just that, that type of stuff. What do, what do they tell you about yourself and your game? You know, um... Coach Fessy, he's the receivers coach, so he's always been giving me good feedback on like my receiver skills. And I went to the BYU camp last year, and he was really good at helping me with my footwork. And but besides, I mean, Coach Kalani's also been great. It's just Coach Fessy's more my receivers coach, so he's helped me like get better footwork, and it's been really nice recruiting. So. Well, awesome. Well, Cody, we congratulate you once again on getting that offer from BYU. We'll be tracking you over here over the next two prep seasons and on into the future, all right? Thank you. Sounds good. There you go, Cody Hagan. You can tell he's excited to have that offer from BYU. Interesting to hear him talk about the fact that his mom went to BYU, his dad, a University of Utah football alum, but still has a lot of love for BYU. And great to hear that he is excited about that offer from uh, Fessy Satake and Kalani Satake. I told you guys he had monster numbers as a as a sophomore for Corner Canyon. You heard him talk about it. Ten receiving touchdowns, almost 60 receptions, just under 1,000 yards. Just absolutely monster numbers for a sophomore wide receiver, especially in an offense like Eric Kerr's, uh, the type of offense that they run because it has so many different options. You have to be a very smart football player to succeed in that offense. I think this is a very savvy offer from BYU. Already six footage you heard him talk about, weighing 170 pounds or so. Still plenty of room to grow and develop over the next couple of years and I think this is a very uh, good offer for BYU and looking forward to seeing what Cody Hagan does down the road for Corner Canyon and if he so chooses for BYU as an athlete. All right, we will switch gears, talk some BYU basketball, another transfer portal update for you guys. I feel like we're doing this each and every day, but the news continues to roll on for BYU basketball as they continue to look for top athletes in the portal to come in and bolster their lineups. A couple of guards that recently said they've received interest from BYU. We'll talk about them and what they might be able to offer to BYU here in just a second. Before we do that, though, need to talk to you today about one of our sponsors here on the show, and that is our good friends at Postmates. You're probably wondering what Postmates is if you don't use Postmates already. They are a delivery service for you guys. And if you love food like I do, Postmates is going to be your best friend. 
What you can do with Postmates is you can have your local restaurants, whatever you like to eat, wherever you live, delivered right to your door, and they've implemented no-contact delivery so you don't have to see a single soul. They deliver the food to your home, put it on your porch or in your mailbox, whatever, wherever you want it delivered to. They leave, you pick it up, and you go enjoy that delicious food. They absolutely are the best. Uh, Postmates doesn't deliver just burgers and sushi right now. They're actually making everybody's life easier by picking up everything you might need from a place like Walgreens or 7-Eleven and dropping off right outside your door. So multifaceted approach from Postmates. They do a great job, guys. I would encourage you guys to check them out. They've got a great offer for all of our listeners here on Locked On Cougars, and that is that for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days using Postmates. To start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app, guys. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Proud partner of us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. As we wrap things up here on a Wednesday edition of the show, big thank you to all of you who continue to support the podcast. Make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to follow me there, is at Jacob C. Hatch. And of course, feel free to weigh in with the show anytime via email, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. I mentioned it yesterday, looking to start off with a Fan Friday edition of the podcast going forward. Hopefully starting this Friday, if you are a BYU fan who wants to talk BYU sports, have some fun on a podcast with me. We can do it socially distanced because I have the technology to do that. Let me know. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com or reach out on social media and let me know of your interest. We'd love to have you guys be with us here on a Fan Friday on Locked On Cougars to talk BYU sports. As we close up today's show, wanted to give you guys another transfer portal update for BYU basketball. It's very interesting right now to kind of track what's going on with BYU sports just because you look at the Cougars and you say, okay, they got their big man. Matt Harms comes in, uh, seven foot three, bolsters what is already a pretty deep front line for BYU. But we talked about this previously on the podcast. They need guards, they need shooting, they need the three point shooting to come in and help BYU out. Well, BYU continues to scour the, the transfer portal. It seems like every time a bigger name enters the portal, BYU is mentioned right away as a team that's reaching out and making contact. And if you want to follow a guy who does a great job covering this and has a great name to boot, follow Jake Weingarten on Twitter, at Jake Weingarten. Weingarten is spelled W-E-I-N-G-A-R-T-E-N. And he talks about the fact that North Carolina transfer Jeremiah Francis, who's just a shorter guard but still a high-level athlete, he has heard from BYU along with TCU, New Mexico, Ohio, Miami of Ohio, Northwestern, and Cal Berkeley since entering the portal. Going to be an interesting thing to see what happens with a guy like Jeremiah Francis. Listed at six foot, and that may be a touch generous, so he'd be a smaller guard for BYU, probably a point guard coming into the Cougars program. And not necessarily, I think, the ideal fit for BYU because they're looking for more of a 3 and D guy, a wing player who maybe 6'4", six, 6'5", six, can really shoot the three. That kind of makes you think that a guy like uh, Anthony Nelson, who we previously talked about on this podcast, could fit in well. Jonah Antonio from UNLV, a pure shooter, could fit that role as well. But one other name that popped up that BYU apparently is going to have a visit with, one of those famous vi- video visits, 
that Mark Pope has become famous for is Ole Miss transfer Franco Miller. Uh, Franco Miller Jr. officially his name. He's a six foot three guard, so not the tallest guard, but he is a high level athlete. He can shoot. He can guard. Has the ability to create his own shot. Uh, had offers from all over the country. Decided to go to Ole Miss in the Power Five level. Decided it's not for him. His stats aren't great. Uh, what 0.3 points, I think, is what we had, what we saw as his uh, official stats coming from Ole Miss. But he's looking for a new program, and BYU might be the right fit for him. Uh, he's a guy, like I said, he's got offer. He had offers from the likes of Oregon and Oklahoma out of high school. So high level Power Five teams are after this young man. And barring uh, the NCAA uh, deciding to change the transfer policy uh, where you have a one-time free transfer in the next month or so, Franco Miller would be another guy that would have to sit out a year before joining the BYU lineup. I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world for a guy like Miller to let him develop his game, sit out a year, use that year in residence to really get his game into shape and see what happens. I don't know if BYU is going to be able to land a kid of Miller's status. He has plenty of interest from him. Jake Weingarten uh, saying yesterday that BYU will host Ole Miss transfer Franco Miller virtually for a visit of the BYU campus tomorrow. The Cougars are one of the teams, quote, heavily involved for the athletic guard. That's a positive sign for BYU. I think the biggest thing we can take away from this is BYU is just going to continue to be relentless until they find the right fit for them and the right guy to come in and help bolster this lineup. Everything I understand right now is that BYU has one scholarship remaining for the next year, barring other defections from the BYU basketball program, but we haven't seen anybody leave currently, so I would guess that pretty much everybody is back on board. There's also been some positive news coming about Jesse Wade. Obviously been dealing with knee issues throughout his BYU career to this point. I'm still working on some details on it, but it sounds like there is cautious optimism from BYU that he's overcome the most serious of the knee issues. Actually, at one point, threatened his basketball playing career going forward. It sounds like he might be able to get back on the court, and if he's able to do that, that's a shooter that could really help bolster BYU's three-point shooting next year and beyond because if there's one thing that Jesse Wade could do in high school it was shoot the cover off the basketball so we'll have more on that as I learn more about it but I wanted to pass that along to you guys before we go on today's podcast all right that'll do it for today's show can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show big thank you to Postmates as well as our good friends at Telechris Plasma Resources there in Provo for their sponsorship of the show today and the biggest thank you to all of you guys who continually download this show weigh in with your thoughts on it We're going to do a mailbag segment on the podcast at some point this week, so send in your questions now for that as well. We'll get to it tomorrow or Friday. Big thank you to Cody Hagen for joining us here on today's show as well. Just been a fun show. I really enjoyed this Wednesday edition, so hopefully you guys enjoyed it listening to it as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you guys and hope you guys all have a great rest of your Wednesday whenever you hear this. Have a good one. We'll talk to you guys soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 29th, 2020. We will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.